Welcome to the Parsha Perspective. Each week, we will delve deep in a weekly Torah portion to find a practical and insightful way to enhance your daily life. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Rabbi Shalom Yemini, and each week we'll look into the weekly Torah portion to find practical and insightful ways to enhance your daily life. This week's Parsha Perspective is in honor of the Rafua Shalema, the complete and speedy recovery of Haravimitai Ben Shoshana, Leah Mitcha Baskittel, and Shaul Bambrita. This week's Parsha Perspective is in loving memory of Edward Ben Ephraim, Shlomo Ben Edward, Irachmiel Daniel Ben Gedalia, and all those who lost their lives in the terrorist attacks this week in Eretz May their souls be uplifted and may their memories be a blessing. This week's Parsha Perspective is dedicated in honor of the birthday of Mrs. Persian. May Hashem bless her and her family with much health, success, and nachas. This week's Torah portion is Parsha's Tazria, Awareness Then Spirit. Our Parsha discusses some of the complex laws regarding Tumah and Tara, which is ritual purity and impurity. We begin with the purification process that a woman must undergo after childbirth. This involves immersing herself in the mikvah and bringing a sacrifice in the Mishkan or in the Vesmigdash. The Parsha then explains the intricate laws of Tzaras, a skin discoloration. Since it is a physical reaction to a spiritual transgression, it renders the person who receives it ritually impure. The Talmud in Erkin states, whoever speaks Lashon Hara will be inflicted with Tzaras. One of the main reasons a person receives Tzaras is speaking badly about a fellow Jew. A Koyin, a priest, must see the person who thinks they have the symptoms of Tzaras. And he examines it, and judging by the various signs, such as an increase in size after seven days, the Koyin will pronounce it pure or impure. A person who is diagnosed with Tzaras must dwell alone outside the city limits until it is healed. Once the prescribed time has passed, they must undergo a rigorous purification process to return to their city and community. However, a question comes to mind. At the beginning of our parsha, Moshe repeats the important and significant mitzvah of bris milah of circumcision. On the eighth day of a boy's life, he has circumcised and entered into the bris of Avraham Avinu, into the covenant of Avraham Avinu. But if the bris is so essential and fundamental to the Jewish experience, why do we wait seven days before doing it? The Sifrono, Rav Ovadia Sifrono, an Italian commentary and medical doctor from the early 1500s, gives a very simple answer. He writes that the baby has enough coagulants and blood clotting proteins to fully heal from the bris milah from the circumcision on the eighth day. And since we are meant to v'chai to live with the mitzvahs and not heaven forbid the opposite, Hashem commands us to delay the bris milah, to delay the circumcision until there is a high probability of survival. However, the Orachim HaKadosh, Rav Chaim Ibn Attar, a Moroccan commentary and Kabbalist, gives a deeper and more profound explanation. He writes that the bris milah is done from eight days and on to give the baby and his bodily soul a whole week experience without that vital connection to God. Meaning Hashem wants the baby boy and his bodily soul to endure six days and a Shabbos before entering into the pact, into the covenant of Amram Avinu and bris milah. The Orach HaMakadosh explains that Hashem could have created man already circumcised and this will bypass any need for circumcision. Yet interestingly, Hashem wanted us to complete His creation by removing a part of ourselves. But to do so, we first need to recognize that it is extra and unnecessary for the physical existence of a godly soul. Hence, we are commanded to delay the brismila so it is engraved in the boy's mostly undeveloped mind that we are alive for a divine purpose. 
The Yorchai Makadish continues that we only name the baby boy after he's already circumcised, because his name will directly correlate to his connection to God. And since we must be the first to initiate our relationship with God, we must wait for the baby and his nefesh Bahamas, his bodily soul, to slightly grasp the significance of Hashem's role in his life. And this crucial understanding is gifted to the child during the Shabbos that he is experiencing before he has his bris milah. Because during Shabbos, we are each given an extra soul, an extra neshama to experience the element of Olam Abba, the world to come. So we suspend putting the finishing touches on Hashem's creation so they can begin to fathom and appreciate their godly soul and its role in their life. In our daily life, we must realize that the journey and the struggle to reach our goals makes our achievements much sweeter. If we obtain success by chance or without putting in much work, we are less likely to value its worth. Because it is our effort, drive, and determination to cross the finish line that enables us to fully experience and reap the benefits of our hard labor. There's a powerful quote that I once read. The real way to measure success is not so much by the position one has reached in life, but by the obstacles which one has overcome while he's trying to succeed. Have a great weekend and good Shabbos. Thank you for tuning in to The Parsha Perspective. Check out our website, theparshaperspective.com. Send thoughts and comments to theparshaperspective at gmail.com. Till next time, thanks for listening.